Hello, and welcome to episode 76 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. So what's been going on at Vegan Business Tribe this week? Well, we've just about finished our new recording room. In fact, I'm actually sat recording this in our new studio. Now, I'm using the word studio quite grandiosely there for what we've actually built, but this now gives us a permanent space to record both audio and video without having to set up each time or just to take over our workspaces. And we just need to finish off installing the lights, which I'll do this week. And then if there's a demand, we can actually start recording a video version of this podcast too. And it's actually quite cosy in here. Looking around, I've now got my proper desk and we've installed what I can only describe as foliage on the back wall behind me. And we've got some cool LED lights blinking away. So we're probably going to start using this area for our social videos and our seminars first. But if you would like to see a video version of this podcast, then drop me an email. Or if you're already a Vegan Business Tribe member, then send me a message in our community hub because I'm really interested in learning if that's something that people would like to see. And as always, I'll give a shout out to our members over on veganbusinesstribe.com because you are the people who enable us to keep putting out this podcast every week and keep doing all the amazing work that we get to do to champion the vegan business scene across the world. And in return, our members get access to the Vegan Business Academy. And I keep thinking that we should rename that as our Veg Academy or something like that. And again, if you've got a better name, then let me know. But in there, you get full access to our full marketing course. You get our ever-extending library of masterclasses by vegan business experts to help you grow your business. There's lots of interviews with successful vegan business owners. There's even a whole section around crowdfunding and a whole lot more to boot. And we're really going to be putting a lot of focus into building up even more member-only content in the Academy this year. But as well as all that, members also get full access to our events and our community. Because we know how isolating it can be running a vegan business, and especially if it's a business of just one. So we have so many online events that you can join to meet other vegan business owners and just get support from our business clinics through to Lisa's Make It Happen workshops and not forgetting our community hub, which is where you can ask questions and get in touch with Lisa and myself. So if you feel that you need a bit more support to make your vegan business a success, or if you just want to support the work that we do with Vegan Business Tribe to skill up the vegan sector, then once we finish today, 
do go check out the website at veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on the big join button on the homepage and that's where you can find out more. Now, we're talking about today something that I am very passionate about. Because if you're a long-term listener, you will know that my background is largely in marketing. In fact, for many years, I had an ambassador role with a chartered institute of marketing. And one of the things that separate out the true marketeers is that they actually stay focused on the sale. Now, a lot of people who do marketing don't want to take accountability for the results of that marketing activity. And I get that. I really do. Because a great marketing campaign, it might fall flat on its face because the product is wrong or because the company's salespeople just aren't very good at following up. So a lot of the time we silo ourselves. And by that, I mean that we define our responsibilities. We say, well, I'm doing the marketing bit, and that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm making sure that the emails go out on time. I've built up a mailing list. I've had the new website built. I'm doing all the social media posts. So you can't blame me that the sales aren't coming in. And this is probably the default stance of quite a lot of people in marketing. They're very good at doing that marketing bit. But in terms of turning that marketing activity into inquiries and new customers, well, that's sales's job. And if you go back maybe 20 years, then that's how most companies were set up. The marketing department was all about giving the sales teams the tools they need to make the sale. Marketing would produce the brochures and the salesperson made the sale. Marketing would get the pens printed and sales would hand them out at trade shows. Marketing lined them up and sales knocked them down. And that's the environment that I started out in. Sales and marketing were two separate departments that attracted completely different personalities to work in them. And to be honest, these two departments rarely got on. Marketing would blame a lack of new customers on the sales department just not following up good enough. And sales would blame marketing for generating rubbish leads. But the reality is, and especially in these days, there isn't that clear line between sales and marketing that there used to be. As somebody marketing a company today, you can't just work on your bit, the bit you're comfortable with, and leave the rest to either somebody else or just blind chance. As a marketeer, and you might not think of yourself as one yet, but I'm slowly making you into a marketeer without you realising it. But as a marketeer or a business owner, you need to take responsibility for the whole sale process from somebody first finding out about your company to them giving you their money even if somebody else in your business is taking the actual sale you need to make sure that you have a process for leading people over that final line 
This whole process is known as a marketing funnel. And if you want to know more about how to create your own marketing funnel, then go right back and listen to episode 27 of this podcast, where I go into a lot of detail about what a marketing funnel is and how it works. I mean, a lot of detail. It's like a double length episode almost. But just as a quick recap, Every company has a marketing funnel, even if you don't know it's there. And there are three main parts to it. Right at the top of a funnel, so the wide end, if you think of an actual physical funnel, right at the top are all the people who are aware of your company. Now, some of those will go on to become customers, but no one goes from just being aware of your company to becoming a customer in one step. So, for example, few people will go from seeing a Facebook ad for your business to then signing up as a customer straight away. It just doesn't really happen like that. They need to go through a phase of becoming familiar with your company and product and building some trust with you first, which is why the second part of your marketing funnel is all the people who are doing just that. And that's what we call the evaluation stage. These are the people who know your company. They're potentially on the journey to becoming a customer with your company. But something needs to happen first. They've got the need, but they haven't been convinced yet that your product is the solution to their problem. Or they just don't know you well enough yet. Or they might still be considering all the options, which includes your competition. But it's only once people have been through these two awareness and evaluation phases that they can get to the next and the third final stage of your marketing funnel, which is to make a purchase, to become a customer. And that's what we're all here for. But the thing is... People don't tend to just go through these three stages of their customer journey on their own. They need, to some extent, leading through it. And this is why you need to have a strategy to first make people aware of your company. And once you know that somebody is aware, you then need to have a strategy to help that person start evaluating you. And once they have started to form an opinion of your company or your product or service, then you need a separate strategy to prompt them to become a customer or to make a purchase. And if you want more help on this, and I mentioned our academy or our Veg Academy section on the Vegan Business Tribe website. And in our marketing course, we cover marketing funnels in a lot of detail. We've even got templates of example strategies that you might use to move people through each stage of your marketing funnel. And it's not as difficult or time intensive as you may think, because a lot of these things, they can be automated or they can be set up once and just left to run. So if you're wanting to really sit down and map out your marketing funnel to find out where your customers are getting stuck, I would recommend putting some time aside to go through that section of a marketing course, especially. But today, 
we're focusing on that very last stage, converting people to become a customer when they're already in your funnel. Because unfortunately, it just rarely happens on its own. How many times have you seen a company, had a real need for their product or service, but never actually ended up buying it? And I guarantee that you do this all the time. So how do you take those people who already know about your company and who are already on your mailing list and following you on social media? How do we get these people to take the final step and become a paying customer? Well, I'm going to assume that you're already doing all those things that I've just mentioned because they play a big part. I'm going to assume that you're already building an audience for your company, that you've already got people following your social media or that you're already sending out regular email marketing with content that aims to make these potential customers know, like and trust you. Because if you're not then you are not actively leading someone through that evaluation phase that we just talked about. You're hoping that they will come to their own positive conclusion about your company and they'll just become a customer, which inevitably they won't. If your product solves a problem, you need to convince the people who have that problem that your product is the answer. If you know that one of the big objections that your customers have is price, then you need to convince your potential customers that the price that you charge, it's actually really good value for solving the problem that they have. The messages and content that you put out to your potential customers needs to actively move them along your funnel and answer all the questions that they have. And the only way that you can do this is to really understand your customers and not just what makes them buy, but what stops them as well. And I know, I know, I talk about this a lot and it might seem like I answer every question by saying that you need to go and talk to your customers more. But it's true. You need to make your customers your best friends and learn everything about them because they genuinely have all the answers, especially about how to convert more customers. So the first thing you need to do is look at the marketing messages and the content that you are putting out to the people who are already aware of you. Is it just noise? Or does it have a defined purpose? Is it making people more familiar with you or your brand? Is it making them like you? Is it making them trust you? Is it demonstrating how your company or product is going to solve their problem? And of course, you know what their unique problem is because you've spent time really getting to know your customers. There, I've said it again. You've made them your best friends and you know them inside out. Is your marketing activity getting the people who are already in your funnel ready to take that next step? And this is so important because the sale is the conclusion of all this marketing activity. It's the last step you need somebody to take. And most of the time, 
you have to put out your hand and help them over the line. And they will only do that if they trust you enough at the point you reach out to actually take your hand. Usually, when a potential customer says no to buying your product, what they're actually really saying is not yet. You haven't convinced them yet. They have a specific question that hasn't been answered. Something else needs to happen that hasn't happened yet. Now, the longer you have your business, as long as you are engaging your customers and really getting to know them, then you will start to learn the different steps that they took to becoming a customer. At Vegan Business Tribe, Lisa and I, we've mapped out a typical person's journey to signing up with us as a member. We've got it all on a flip chart from you first finding out about us to you signing up as a paid member of our community. And on that journey, there are certain steps that you will have had to take, certain gates that you will have had to pass through before you sign up with us. So all our marketing is focused on helping direct people through those gates quicker. And it's no coincidence that a lot of our new members mentioned that they've been listening to this podcast for a few months before joining us. Because building up a sense of familiarity and trust, that's one of the first gates that we need to lead you through on your journey to joining our community. It's one of the reasons that we have the podcast. It's like a try before you buy. It gives me the opportunity to live inside your head for a few months just to get you all fired up about your business so that when you do take the next step, you're already raring to go. Each of your customers will have gone through a similar process. So it's really important that you map out what gates your own customers have to go through on their journey to becoming your customer, just so that you can lead them to them quicker. And these will be completely unique to your business. So if you offer a service, then it might be that customers need to have sampled you and got to know you first, such as attended a live online event or had a chat with you one-to-one to answer some really specific questions. Or if you sell a physical product, then one of the gates that the customer has to go through on their journey might be to read or watch reviews from other people who had the same problem, showing that your product solved that problem for them. Your customers will have very specific questions that they need the answer to before they buy, and you need to find out what they are, which is why I always say, just go take a stall at your local vegan market to find out what questions people ask when they're stood there in front of you evaluating your product. Because once you know what questions need answering and what gates or decision points your customers need to be led through, then you can change your marketing to the people in this last phase of their journey to lead them along that journey quicker. And how do you know who these people are? How do you know who the people are in that last part of your marketing funnel? The people who are actively considering becoming your customers but haven't yet. 
Well, that's why you should be using platforms like MailChimp to send out your email marketing because they let you rank people on your mailing list by how much they interact with the emails that you're sending them. If you send out an email to your list with a link for people to find out more about a specific product or service that you offer, then if you can see that somebody has clicked on that link, there is a fair chance that they're thinking about buying. So it's really important that you have ways for people to self-identify, that they are considering becoming a customer. And that might be by being a little bit sneaky and watching who clicks on which links in your email marketing and then sending them a personalized follow-on directly relating to what they clicked. Or it might be linking your social media advertising to your website. So if somebody goes to a certain page on your site, like a certain product page, but they don't actually continue on to buy that product, then when they next go back on their social media site, they start to see tailored adverts, which you have created, knowing that you're talking to someone who is already evaluating a specific product. And all this kind of stuff, it can be automated either by yourself with a little bit of watching some tutorials on YouTube or by somebody who knows the systems and can set them up for you. Because identifying those people who are actively considering your product or service and bringing them into a different buying environment so you can convert them into customers is really important. And it doesn't have to be through sneaky tech ways. You can simply let people self-identify as being interested. For example, once you've built up a good mailing list or a really good social media following, and you can see that you've got a deal of traction and interaction, then start to invite people to a live event or a seminar. Use Calendly or Eventbrite for people to book on so that you get everybody's details. And then, if you don't want to do it in real life, just use something like Zoom to hold a 30-minute talk on a specific topic. Anybody who books onto that event or talk, even if they don't actually turn up, they are self-declaring themselves as a potential customer. They are already in their evaluation stage and they're letting you know that. And they're probably only a step or two away from becoming a customer. As long as they get the right answers to the questions they have. So end the event with an offer or even run a short Q&A. And if nobody turns up to the first one, then just hail it as a great success to your mailing list. Use some clips that you recorded to show how good it was and set a date for the second. From my own experience, sometimes people need to see a couple of events go by and just hear how great they were before they book on themselves. But the whole reason that we're looking to single out the people who are right at the point where they're considering your company or product is so that we can help them across the line, so that we can convert them into a sale. And a lot of the time, it's only the smallest of nudges that somebody needs to cross that line and become a customer. How often have you 
received a special offer for a product that you were already thinking about purchasing and it just tipped you over into buying it. Have you ever received an offer to chat from a company that you were already considering talking to? And that reach out, it was the final thing that you needed to engage with them. Or have you ever seen a special offer that ends in just a couple of days for a service or product that you were thinking about signing up for? And so you signed up so that you didn't miss out on that specific deal. These things, they don't happen by accident. It wasn't that the company just happened to have a special offer on at the very moment you were considering buying that product. It wasn't that the business just happened to get in touch at the time you were thinking about getting in touch with them. They had already identified that you were evaluating their product or service and they used a specific tool to bring you over the line. And you should develop these tools too. But the important part is that the customer already has to be actively evaluating your business for these tools to work. You can offer everybody a 10% discount if they buy your product or a first month free or an invite to book a discovery call. Just have the offer sat there on your website and nobody will take it up. But instead... If you offer it exclusively just to someone who you know is already seriously considering your product or business, then that can be the tool that just tips them over that line. At some point, you need to ask for the sale. You need to bring that customer journey to its destination. And traditionally, that's what we had sales teams for. You know, those hard-nosed salespeople who can ask the awkward question that most people are not comfortable asking. But it doesn't need to feel like you are closing a sale when asking somebody to become a customer. You are not selling second-hand cars. You are solving people's problems. And if you have a vegan business, then you're also moving the vegan course forwards at the same time. So asking for the sale these days, that might be running a promotion with a short window for people to claim the offer. Tag that offer onto the end of your event. So if people sign up in the next 24 hours after coming to your talk, then they'll get your service for half price for the first month as a thank you for coming. Or it might be an invitation for somebody to chat one-on-one -on -one with you once you've identified that they are actively considering your product so that you can answer their very specific questions about it. No matter how good your marketing has been at getting somebody onto your mailing list, at getting someone to go through your entire sales funnel, if you don't have that mechanism to prompt people to take the final step at the end of all that, then it was all for nothing. And it might take some time to work out what these tools are, what you need to say to people to get them over the line. You might need to run 10 events before you work out the format that works or what follow-up offer people connect with. 
Or it might be that you are selling something where people have got really long decision-making processes. And I had a business where we knew that the buying journey of a new customer was at least a year, if not longer, because of the amount of money that they were spending. And our sales and marketing system, it took that into account with the customer being invited to multiple events over a year before they signed up. And I've also had a business where the evaluation phase might have only lasted a couple of days and an automated offer to people who downloaded a specific PDF from our website that resulted in an instant sale. In your business, you will have so many almost customers. The people who would have been a customer if only you've been able to engage with them to answer a simple question or to give them the right offer just at the time they were evaluating you. So make this your mission to work out what's needed to take your customer over the line. And don't stop until you do. Okay, So let's wrap up as we always like to do with a quick bullet point roundup of what we've just covered on how to convert customers and how to get them to take that final step. One, a lot of people who do marketing, they don't want to take accountability for the result of that marketing activity. Historically, marketing did marketing and sales did sales and one would always blame the other for lack of new customers. But as a marketeer or business owner, you need to take responsibility for the whole sales process, from somebody first finding out about your company to them giving you their money. Two, every company has a marketing funnel. And if you want to know more about marketing funnels, then go check out episode 27, where I covered them in a lot of detail. And your marketing funnel has three sections – Awareness at the top, evaluation in the middle, and then purchase at the bottom. And your job is to lead people through each of those stages before they become a customer. Three, take a look at the marketing activity that you are doing at the moment. Is it just noise or does it have a defined purpose? Is it getting the people who are already in your funnel ready to take the next step. Because most of the time, you have to put your hand out and help potential customers over that final line. And they will only cross that line if they trust you enough at the point you reach out to actually take your hand. Four, learn the different steps that your customers have to take to become a customer. Map out their customer journey so you can understand what gates they have to go through, what actions they have to take, meaning that your marketing can lead them to those gates quicker. Five, your customers will have very specific questions that they need the answer to before they buy. You find out what those questions are by, you guessed it, asking them. Make your customers your best friends and let them teach you how to convert them. Six, have strategies in place to allow you to identify which people are actively evaluating your product or service. 
Use your MailChimp data to see who's clicking on what links or put on events that will allow people to self-declare that they are interested in your product. Then bring these potential customers into a different buying environment. Seven, a lot of the time, it's only the smallest of nudges that somebody needs to cross that line and become a customer. Is it an invite to chat one-on-one to answer their questions? Or is it a money-off deal that expires in 24 hours? But remember, these offers only work once somebody is already in touching distance of becoming a customer, which is why it's no coincidence when you receive an offer yourself from a company that you were just thinking about buying from. And then finally, eight, test and test again. Every business is different. And your business as customers, they will have a unique buying timeline that you really need to understand. So make it your mission to work out what's needed to take your customer first up to the line and then to push them over it. And don't stop until you do. And that is it. And again, if you really like this kind of in-depth marketing stuff, then do go check out the marketing course in the Academy section of the Vegan Business Tribe website. It will walk you through every part of creating a marketing strategy for your business, from working out what your marketing messages need to be, to things like creating marketing funnels that you might not have even known were a thing until today. And if you do want to go beyond this podcast and come and get to know myself and Lisa and the rest of the members at Vegan Business Tribe, then just click the join button on the homepage and that will tell you everything about signing up with us as a member. And if you do have a question that is holding you back or you're not sure about something, then check out the FAQ or just use the ask a question form on that joining page. Or even just drop Lisa and I an email. Because if you've got a vegan business, then we're here to help you and support you in any way we can. Just go check out veganbusinesstribe.com. Now, just one final thing before I let you go. If you found today's episode useful, then can I ask you to do two things? First, could I ask you just to make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast? And if you're listening on iTunes especially, if you can leave us a five-star review, that would be just amazing. And I need to start reading out some of the reviews that people have left because you've just been too kind. But just a few words on the review. It really helps us to get even more listeners. And second... If you're able to, then I would be forever in your debt if you shared this podcast with your own network. So maybe you're in your own vegan group on LinkedIn, or maybe you've got a vegan WhatsApp group. If you can make sure that they know about us, then you are helping us get our message out to even more vegan business owners or maybe potential vegan business owners, which is just as good. 
So thank you so much for your time today. Lisa and I, we really appreciate you giving up your time to listen. Right, I'm going to go finish playing about with my lights in our new studio. And if you think you would watch a video version of this podcast, then let me know because we are slowly coming towards episode 100 and it would be interesting to know if people would watch a video version too. So thank you for your time and I will see you on the next one.